0: Welcome, my friends, to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I am so happy to be with you today via this medium of radio. I'm Evangelist Mike McCurry. I have the great honor of being the director of Bible Tracts Incorporated. And as part of the ministry of this radio program, it's my joy to report on some of what God has done through the ministry of BTI. Now, I'll hasten to say this, that over the last 80-plus years, God is the one that has done the work on our behalf. You may have heard me say this before, but one of our core values is this here at Bible Tracks. The power of the gospel is in the word and not the worker. Let me repeat that for you. The power of the gospel, that thing, that instrument of salvation to a lost and dying world, the power of the gospel, it's in the word specifically speaking of God's word, and not the worker. What I mean by that is this, that yes, over the past 80 plus years, God has used men like Paul Levine and my immediate predecessor, Mark Smith. But over these last 10 months, God has allowed me to be a conduit for his will here at BTI. But I will say this, nothing that we've done, none of the good things that God has allowed to happen can be credited to my account. It's All God. We're so thankful for that. It's a hope in a time of turmoil. As we go through this year, the storms of life rage, but we know that we have an anchor that's safe and sure. I'm so thankful for that. I hope you are as well. Would you mind finding your Bible? Turn to Matthew chapter 26. I'm excited for us to crack open discipleship study number 10. We're talking about the flesh versus the spirit. In just a few moments, the flesh versus the spirit. Have you ever wondered why you're not as good of a Christian as you know that you ought to be? Has that ever made you ponder? Have you ever been deeply disappointed with something you've done that since you've accepted Christ as your Savior. Maybe you've said something like this to yourself. Maybe while you're looking in the mirror, I cannot believe I said that, or I cannot believe I did that. Friend, suffice it to say that many others, me included, have faced the same dilemma. We're going to talk about how the Spirit can overcome the flesh. We're going to begin in Matthew chapter number 26. Before we do that, though, I'd like to tell you about our new website. Many of our listeners have visited our website, BibleTracksInc.org. But if you haven't been on that particular website, that URL, in the last few months, I'd like to invite you. Join us. Come see what the Lord has allowed us to do through that website, BibleTracksInc.org. Of course, our ministry is providing gospel tracts for free to Christian workers all over the world. And we'd love to send some to you as well. One of the other things options, one of the other possibilities on our website is to read some of our latest newsletters. And if you have not received our latest newsletter, I'd love to refer you to our website. And you can, under the media tab, you can read our latest newsletter. You will want to see that. It'll be a blessing to you to see what God has done through this ministry. Matthew chapter 26. I hope you're there. I hope you'll find your Bible and look at verse number 41. Matthew 26, 41 says this Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Let's begin by talking about the change that occurred. At salvation. Now, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior friend, may I invite you more important than visiting our website and getting our free sample packet. Or even listening to the remainder of this broadcast is you making a decision to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, we covered in discipleship study number one this topic of salvation, and you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Bible Tract. Echoes, or even find us on YouTube. Just search for Bible Tracks and you'll find us there. But I'd like to point this out about the change that occurred at salvation. When you got saved, when you accepted Christ, when you put off the old man and put on the new man, as the Bible says, the old sinful nature that you and I were born with, it didn't die. It's still there. Now that's seems to be a sad statement of events. And to some degree it is. But you know what it gives us an opportunity to do? To live our lives for the glory of God. You see, if God had taken away all desire for sin, if God had taken away every inclination towards those things we know we should not do, we would be no better than an automaton. What I mean by that is a robot. If we became perfect, through no work of our own immediately after salvation, then we would have no choice in anything that we do. We are given, by God's grace and providence, a free will. And I'm so glad that we are, because I have the choice to follow God. I also have the choice, and I hope I don't choose this, but I have the choice to not follow God. You know, the Bible calls our flesh the old man or the carnal, the worldly mind. And yes, after salvation, will the new man have to war and fight against the old man? Absolutely, for sure. You have that correct. But friend, I'm so glad that God gave us a free will. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1, an unsaved man, someone that does not have a personal relationship with Christ, walks after the flesh. That means his spirit is dead. But here's the interesting thing, that this, after salvation, this is where your battle begins. There are so many scriptures, and we just read one of them, that mention these two natures inside of you. We'll read it again, Matthew twenty-six forty-one. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Romans 8, verse 5 says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded or worldly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity meaning warring, a struggle against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Well, that puts it to us in no uncertain terms, my friend. Do you want to be pleasing to God? I know that I do. Romans thirteen fourteen says, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh, to fulfill the lusts thereof. I'm giving you a lot of Bible, but there's a reason for it. Remember when we studied the book of Galatians not long ago on this broadcast? Galatians 5.17-19 through 19 says, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery and fornication and cleanness, lasciviousness. Now, friend, those works, if we'll call them that, those indicators of living in the flesh, those are not things that you or I should strive for, should desire for by any stretch of the imagination. No, we should desire to live in the spirit. Let me give you an Old Testament analogy. Now, let me tell you this right off the bat, that this lesson today is coming from discipleship study number 10. On the Flesh versus the Spirit. We'd love for you to work alongside of us with these discipleship studies. I'd recommend that you go back and start number one. It won't take you but 15, 20, 30 minutes, maybe even an hour to read through and answer some of the questions that are on these discipleship studies. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated. We'd love for you to, via the mail, or we could even send you a PDF of these, and you can print them off for yourself. But Let's go back to this old test analogy. You see, in Galatians chapter 4, the Old Testament account is repeated of how Abraham had two sons. You may recall that the theme of Galatians was law versus liberty. And let's talk about that. One of Abraham's sons was by his wife, Sarah, and the other by her handmaid, Hagar. The son born to Hagar was named Ishmael, and he was born first. He represents the flesh born in sin and bondage. Isaac, the second son, represents the spirit. And so imagine with me at the top of a piece of paper, maybe, we have Abraham and on one side we have Hagar. On the other side, we have Sarah. Now remember, Hagar represents bondage. On the other side, Sarah represents freedom. Now under Hagar is the name Ishmael and he represents the flesh. Under Sarah, who represents freedom, there's the name Isaac, and he represents the spirit. Now, remember that Ishmael, in this biblical account, this true historical account, Ishmael, the flesh, was born first. And then second, coming afterwards, was the spirit in the person of Isaac, born second, You know, Ishmael, the Bible tells us, mocked and ridiculed Isaac until he, meaning Ishmael and Hagar, his mother, had to leave. The flesh has been around longer than our spirit and is so often stronger. You see, Ishmael was actually 13 years old when Isaac was born. He was 13 years older. Quite a difference in strength. Quite a difference in ability. Isaac, when he was 13, Ishmael was 26, a full-grown man. Who should be the stronger of the two in that circumstance? Well, the older one, right? Well, it's no different in your life, friend. You see, your flesh has been with you since the day you were born. That worldly mindedness, that's been around as long as you've been around. Only since you've accepted Christ, if you have, only since you've accepted Christ, has the spirit had a chance to grow. You must understand that it's going to take some work, some vim, some vigor, some zeal for you to strengthen the spirit so that it actually can stand up to the flesh. Now, let me say this. We are approaching the conclusion of the broadcast today, but I would be remiss if I did not say this. If what I've talked about today does not quite click for you, not because you're ignorant, not because you don't have the mental faculties to understand it, but because you don't know Christ as Savior, I'd love for you to contact me. Let me give you my text number. 309-316-7240. 309-316-7240. God bless. We'll conclude this study tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309 828 6888. That's 309 828 6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois 61702.